Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. My professional and personal life had come to a standstill. I had this monumental challenge. I could not figure out how to resolve it. I had sought out several people that I considered trusted advisors to help me. No one seemed to be able to give me an answer that was going to help me. And so I decided to attend an elite level mastermind with my coach at the time. And Drew was going to go with me. So... Uh, I was looking forward to it because I figured he definitely had the answer for me. Uh, It was going to help me move forward rapidly. I I would finally get the resolution that I needed. It was going to be a small enough group. There there was less than 30 of us. So I know that I was going to get some mic time with my coach. And so when it came time, I'm I'm standing up there in front of everybody. I'm so thrilled that I'm finally going to be moving forward. And I asked my question. And instead of answering with what I thought I needed to move forward, my coach looked at me and goes, well, what do you get out of staying stuck? Excuse me? I just drove, uh, what was it? 10, 11 hours to be here. Um, I've paid thousands of dollars to stand in front of you. And instead of addressing my situation, my challenge that I desperately need an answer for, you're asking me, what do I get out of staying stuck? I rephrased the question and he asked me again, what do you get out of staying stuck? I didn't quite understand what he was getting at. So I mumbled a few things and I sat down and I was ticked. How could this have happened? Uh, This is what I needed to be able to move forward. But there was one saving grace or so I thought. That saving grace was that we were on the edge of the Smoky Mountains So we were going to drive just a few hours to hook up with what's known as the Blue Ridge Parkway. We had driven to this event on purpose in our convertible Miata because driving the Blue Ridge sounded like a phenomenal vacation with the top down and enjoying nature. You already know that this is going to go south, right? So... We, we leave, and, and so I'm soothing myself with the thoughts that, okay, yeah, uh, the, the, this is going to be all right. I'm going to take a vacation. I'll be able to re- regroup, and uh, yeah, we no sooner pull onto the Blue Ridge Parkway. Swear to gosh, we were probably 50 feet on it whenever all of a sudden there was this hissing sound underneath 
the hood of the car and coolant sprayed all over the inside of it. Luckily, we had the top down. We had blown a heater core in the car. Well, there were a couple of challenges. Number one, we're up there surrounded by um, garages and mechanics that we have no idea about them. It is an older car. Parts are going to be hard to get a hold of. So Drew made the decision that we were going to need to just try to limp back home. So we turned around right then. And what should have been an 11-hour trip turned into like 14 where we had to stop every 90 minutes and fill the car back up with um, water, the radiator, and wait for things to cool off. Now you can imagine, I am just livid. How could life be kicking me like this? But then it gets better. So I I just want to get home. I I just want to put all of this behind me. So we finally get home that night. I get up the next morning. I've got something similar to strep throat. What I didn't know at the time, when my coach asked me, what are you getting out of keeping stuck, was that there are four levels of self-sabotage. He didn't even know about the different levels, but I've made it my mission since then to understand why we can be on the verge of something great and have it be pulled out from underneath us. And yet we're the one that's actually lending to the fact that nothing is moving forward. So what I discovered is I was actually waiting for my patterns and habits of self-sabotage to give me permission to be a success. This is what I'm sharing with you today in Lessons Learned, usually the hard way, also known as beautiful weeds in my garden of growth. There are four levels of self-sabotage, and they will never, ever make life any better for you, ever. So let's look at them from the... Uh, way I was going through them. Self-sabotage number one, attention. When we're stuck and struggling, people reach out. They want to assist us. We don't like seeing anybody in pain. So they want to try to help us move forward. But we can have what's known as an imprint. And an imprint is simply a filter that we took on when we were younger And now it is going to determine what actions we take when we get triggered. Now, I grew up in a very chaotic household. Three younger siblings that were all like 13 months apart. There was um, five, six, and seven years difference between me and them. You can imagine my mom had her hands full. Plus, my dad was pretty much of a jerk. So I discovered whenever I was younger that if I would get sick, I would get attention. Now, I got older. It wasn't necessarily physical sickness. It was some sort of struggle where I couldn't move forward. By the way, not your fault that you have these imprints, but you have to take 100% responsibility for how you're going to move forward with them still there. Because a self-sabotage imprint will never be able to move you forward. 
all it is meant and designed to do is keep you stuck, to actually maybe even pull you back. And if you continue to try to fix them, oh, that's what will keep you running in spirals that keep going further and further down because they can't be fixed. You have to use them to step up a level. You have to use the triggers, but give them new meaning. And I'll share with you how two people have done that in very different ways. Okay, so the first self-sabotage was attention. The second self-sabotage is this is how I soothe myself. Now, I soothed myself by saying, oh, I'm going to go on vacation. And nothing wrong with that if you're not using it as avoidance. Uh, so I was. Soothing your, ourselves, we can use food. We can use gossip. Uh, we can use sadness, overwhelming sadness. Um, believe it or not, there are some cases where panic and anxiety can actually be a way for us to soothe ourselves. But this is what gives us permission to not to have to face the challenge, just like attention. I'm getting attention, but I'm not doing anything about moving forward. Okay. Then after that, I moved into number three, which was distraction. Distraction typically comes about when you get to point your finger at somebody or something else and go, it's their fault. So as soon as the heater core blew, I got to take all of my anger and directed it at Drew and go, what, you, you couldn't have figured this out before we left? Poor guy. Um, yeah, you're the one who's decided to do maintenance on it because it's an older car. What, what did you do wrong? Yeah, there we go. And that was simply a way for me to not to have to deal with the fact that I was stuck and struggling and I was getting something out of being stuck and struggling. I was getting attention. I was getting to soothe myself. I was getting to point my fingers at other people and go, you're the problem why I can't move forward. And then the very last way we will self-sabotage ourselves is to have something happen that is going to be along the lines of being extreme where others are going to have to take care of us. Please take care of me. And that's what I did the next day with getting sick. Some people said, oh, well, you know, wasn't it all the stress piled up? It was the stress piled up because I felt like I couldn't handle my situation and I was looking at everybody and everything else to make it okay. So what do we need to do to be able to move forward? So I have this client, we'll just call her Miss C, that is a peak performer, elite level. I work with her every single month. We'll have a focus for the month out of the five to thrive. The five to thrive are going to be finances. You always have to take care of those first because unless you do that, you can't fund any of the other areas. Then after that, there's going to be your health. Then there's going to be relationships, career, and then tapping into potential for something new. Every month, she chooses a focus. Then we discuss the different areas within that that she be could be looking at upgrading, 
I give her some suggestions on her plan of action. She leaves, and typically within 48 to 72 hours, she has then sent me back the strategy steps that she's decided upon, how she's going to implement them, what she thinks is going to block her. She is actually putting herself in the future, looking back to the present and saying, what are the different ways that uh, can I can be sabotaged and puts together a plan to be able to handle those. And then when we get together for the next coaching call, Miss C will then um, let me know what's working and what she needs assistance with and making it even better. Okay. Then I had a consult the other day with someone who was moving through all four of the self-sabotage. And remember, the self-sabotage, this is how I soothe myself. This is how I get to distract myself. This is how I get attention. This is how I get other people to take care of me. Uh, They can only bring you more self-sabotage. You can't ever fix them. You just have to establish new neural pathways that are going to route around them or over them. So I was talking to someone, we'll just um, name her Miss D, and she's like, okay, this is what I've got going on in my life. And it's like, all right, yeah, you're sabotaging yourself. Uh, Here's the step. And she goes, yeah, but what about this? And I'm like, you've got a point there. So, you know, this is something you can add in. But then there's this, and it's so overwhelming. And then there's that. And I'm watching her do this to herself on purpose, just like I did all those years ago. And she's wanting an answer to all of them. But what she's really asking for is an answer to all the ways that she self-sabotages. And she's never going to get that because self-sabotage neural pathways can only lead to one thing, more self-sabotage. She has to establish new neural pathways. So I gave her some activities that she can be working on. And I said, do that for five days. And if you follow through, get back with me because I know that she is establishing those pathways of moving towards a goal. They're known as progress pathways. Right now, she's in pain avoidance pathways. And pain avoidance will only lead to more pain avoidance. Now, she does not do that. I am not the person for her because I can't move her into progress unless she has already started the journey herself. So what does all of this mean for you? You pick one area of your life. You pick an end result that you want to experience in that area. And you start taking action towards it, knowing that you will look for ways to soothe yourself, distract yourself, to get attention, and to ask others to take care of you in a way that will hold you back from actually taking the actions to move you forward. Okay, just know that. Here's the thing. The triggers aren't going to go away. The triggers are still there. You have to give new meaning to the triggers. That's how I utilize hypnosis to assist my clients is that whenever somebody says something, whenever something shows up that would typically stop them in their tracks or divert them or having them get angry in a way that is actually going to suppress forward movement, or maybe they're going to get extremely sad, is they take that trigger and they give it new meaning of moving forward into progress. 
If you want assistance with this, 636-699-7791, you can call me direct or you can send me a text. Now, if you send a text and you ask for a consult, you either need to ask for me or you need to leave a generic for one of my associates. But if you want to talk to me, because I'm the one who specializes in this area, then you need to put down my name, Dawn, in the text or the same way when you leave a message. Typically, you will not get a hold of me direct. I return phone calls usually once a day. The rest of the time, I'm working with clients. All right. So step one, pick pick out of the five to thrive the area that you're going to move forward in. Step number two, notice how you will distract yourself. And step number three, put together a plan as well as other people to assist you in giving those triggers new meanings. Until we get together again, blessings on your brilliance. The world needs your light more than ever right now. Bye now. What I've been sharing with you is part of your time to thrive. See, we can get stuck in a healing process, but what's beyond the healing? Well, there's growth, and then there's goals, and then there's vision. And Your Time to Thrive is a very special membership where you access a course or a live event with me every single month that is going to teach you this process. So that way you're not dependent upon someone else for your progress. Instead, you're empowered to be able to make upgrades on your own. And then whenever you hit a block that just seems to be too much for you to get over, that's when you bring in someone for assistance. So this membership is only open for the next few days. Go to dawnlandrum.com and you'll see all the details when you click on the tab that says time to thrive.